This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor Flav in full effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The Dutch. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. Because <laughs> <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. <laughs> terrible. Tangents all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think no, not right now. <laughs> Shut Did up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find him. You can find him. So check one two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Okay. What Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. To another episode of Wookie Radio, it is your Smugglers Three, Derek, Ken, and myself. Mike, how you guys doing? All right, not too shabby. All righty. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to just start off with this. We have a winner of the giveaway. Hey, congratulations! Woo! It is Rocco Del Duccia. From, easy for you. It is easy for me because I asked him, how do you pronounce your last name before before show? Ah, yes. Cheater. Egg. Hey, that's what we smugglers do. Cheat to win. Mm-hmm. He's from my neck of the woods, too, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations to Rocco Del Giudicia. Du, ju, uh, I had it right the first time. Del Giudicia. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry about butchering your name, Rocco, but congratulations. Uh, stuff's coming. It's going to be sent very shortly. Um, check out the homepage, wikiradio.net. Check out our affiliates. They're there on the right-hand side. Check out 
our partners um, here found me in the Bluetooth trackers that they have and heroes and villains um, use the code smugglers for 15% off your first purchase. And uh, yeah, I, I've got a box that I haven't opened yet. It's got my new TIE fighter pilot backpack from heroes and villains. Nice. So excited for that. And uh, oh, excuse me. Also too, check out our web store where you can get some great logo merch, hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, jerseys, etc. Uh, they're all on there as well. Um, yeah, that's it. Of course, list of all the different places that you can, um, whatchamacallit, subscribe to the show. So, um, speaking of all that, over on, during the time of the contest, someone who posted to us, uh, his name is Putzy, P-U-T-T-Z-Y, Putzy. Um, he mentioned, he goes, at Wookiee Radio, the Mandalorian discussion. Mandalorians are no longer a race, but an idea, a culture. If they follow the ways, they are Mandalorians, Boba, Django, even others, and more. Now here, my whole thing is, did the planet of Mandalore get blown up by either the First Order or by the Empire with the Death Star? Because all the way up through Rebels, Mandalore is still there. Yeah, well, the Death Star didn't blow it up because the Death Star blew up one planet and that was it. The second Death Star never got fully operational enough to do it. Right. Because the first Death Star, as far as we know, it um it blew up a city on Jeddah at small power. Right. It did destroyed part of Jeddah, destroyed um Scarif. Part it did of not Sarah. blow up the only right. planet that was destroyed was Alderaan. Correct. And the second Death Star had powered up. At the time of destruction, basically. Yeah. So it never had time to blow up a planet. So the Death Star didn't destroy anything. No. It didn't destroy Mandalore. As far as we know, Mandalore is still there. Now, they don't have the power they used to. Um, and it, this is one of those, I think he's right and wrong. As we were discussing before the show, yes, the Mandalorian is an ideology. And uh, um, the way they do things, that is Mandalorian. But the planet and the col- and the people are still there. The actual... Um, Physically, um, genetically, Mandalorians, they still exist also. And both of them use the name Mandalorian. Right. Now, multiple times, George Lucas and Dave Filoni has actually confirmed this from coming from George also. George, his opinion was Django and Ma- and Boba Fett were not Mandalorians. They had been trained in the Mandalorian way. They used Mandalorian armor, but they were not. And I think the way they're looking at it is they're not um, genetically Mandalorian. And I looked up um, on Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, Django's background, he's actually human. He was born on the Conquered Dawn, which I remember is a um, ship, and he was adopted by Mandalorians. So you can say he's not right Mandalorian. So it's one of those, you're right and you're not, both. It depends on how who's looking at it, and I think that's what we said before. Right. Well, I'm looking at Wikipedia, and Mandalore's still in existence. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not, I mean, according to canon, I mean, they're all, the, the planet still exists. Now, a quote from Prime Minister Almec was, Master Kenobi, Mandalore's violent past is behind us. All our warriors were exiled to our moon, Concordia. They died out years ago. So, um, but it was on Concordia, it was governed by Pre Vizsla, which is where Death Watch was resurrected. Mm-hmm. So, um, so unless Concord Dawn is the name of um, the capital city or the no ship, give me half a minute. I'll look it up. Okay, because on on Wikipedia it says major cities, unidentified Concordia city. Hmm. 
But you got mines and the Death Watch hideout on Concordia. Okay, according to this, Concord Dawn is a planet located in the Concord Dawn system within the Mandalore sector. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And that's it's under, that's under canon, right? Yeah, this is under canon, under Wikipedia. It says it was, um, where is it, ruled by the Mandalorian protectors under the leadership of um, Fen Rao. Concord Dawn was also famous as the homeworld of many elite warriors, including Rico Hardin. Which, wasn't Rico Hardin an alias for um, Obi-Wan? Wasn't that his, his alias? Oh, give me a minute, I'll tell you. No, it's not. Okay, I'm getting it mixed up. It's been a while since I rushed through the Clone Wars. I'll be able to soon, though. <laughs> oh, yes, we've been talking about that as well, off air. Can't wait for Disney Plus. It's only two over, under two months away now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I don't know. See, I don't know where I stand on this. I mean, I, I understand where Putsy's coming from. Yeah. But to say they're no longer a race, I, I think that's false. They're still a race because yeah. it's still a planet. Yeah, I don't think that's accurate. Well, Screen Rant had an article on this for a couple months ago also. Uh, they had another um, Prime Minister Almack quote here that says um, he said that Jango Fett was a common bounty hunter. How he acquired the armor is beyond me. So Almack once again is stating there that um, Jango Fett is not Mandalorian, according to him. Right. And then it went down farther here and said longtime Clone Wars director Dave Filoni made no secret to the fact that George Lucas informed him the Fets were not Mandalorian, no matter what the stories in the expanded universe had come up with. So hmm. George Lucas c- did not consider the Mandalorian. Right. Okay. So. But then how is it then that the clones think that they are of Mandalorian heritage? They don't. Well, they never knew Jango Fett, as far as I know. So they're just being given Mandalorian training and thinking that they're Mandalorian. I believe so. So that was the cloners' decision. Well, I don't know. The, um, when did the clones ever say they were Mandalorian? Yeah, I was going to say when. They never. They don't wear Mandalorian armor. They don't. They're clones. That's all they know. They're kind of their own culture. Oh, yeah, I don't recall them ever claiming to be Mandalorian. I remember it somewhere. Oh shoot! That was in the Clone uh, Wars. I don't know, but on the Boba Fett side. It says here that, according to this, Boba Fett never actually learned the Mandalorian way either. Uh, let me see. That would make sense. There's room for fan theories to spin an explanation of Jango Fett being dismissed as Mandalorian. But um, the Clone Wars may have introduced the fact from George Lucas, Lucas's direct input. But with his leaning toward the Star Wars lore no longer a given, the reason for Jango's exclusion, hang on. They actually they would have uh, says that Jango Fett being a true Mandalorian wouldn't actually make Boba one by default. Uh, this is talking about Legends stuff here. According to Le- back in the Legends time, if a man, woman, or any other being wanted to become Mandalorian, they could, no matter what their family, planet, or species they came from. Uh, so the explanation of Boba Fett being Mandalorian is even simpler because he never became one back then. Um, it says here that he became an outlaw, not a Mandalorian. Hmm. Yeah, but, and um, people, a lot of people like to think that Django passed on some of the culture and stuff to Boba, but you got to remember how young Boba was when um, Django died. He basically right. had to figure things out alone from there. Right, right. So he really wouldn't have anything to do with Mandalorian, exactly at all. Now later on in the legend, in the old Legends books, after Return of the Jedi, remember they had the whole thing that Boba had gone back and found the Mandalorians and became Mandalore. But obviously that's not canon anymore. Right. 
Okay, I, I could have sworn there was something in maybe Clone Wars where they brought up that they were Mandalorian. Now, here, okay, here's the comment from the legend side of the Clone Wars, uh, Clone Troopers. Among the mercenaries who received a special invitation from Ty- Tyrannus was Jango Fett, a former Mandalorian who sought to make a living as a bounty hunter. Uh, okay, that didn't help there. Okay, so in legend, yes, they're considered Mandalorian. Like I said, it goes all the way back to the beginning of, um, are you talking birthright Mandalorians or um, doctrine Mandalorian? Right. If you're talking doctrinally, I believe um, Django probably felt he was Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas Boba, I could see not caring anything about Mandalorians. Yeah, definitely. I, it, it was just he- a honey hunter. If he's even aware of the whole Mandalorian heritage, you might not even realize what the armor he wears is. He might just think it's because of his father he wears it. Right. We don't even know where that armor came from because that's not Jango's armor. Right. And he's got Mandalorian symbols on it. So you you got to assume at some point he found out who Mandalorians were. Right. Possibly. And it's interesting. It's fun because as of right now, as far as I know, other than what we've seen in the movies, I, you guys know the comic books better than me. But none of the books have said any of the none of the books in the new canon have delved into Boba at all. No, I don't know the comic books, but so it's like all we know uh, is what's in the movie wars. There, there's an Age of Republic Boba Fett book. Okay, there is, is. It older Boba Fett or is he younger? Is it Age of Republic? Age of Republic would have been younger because he was younger, a yeah. kid Republic. I mean, not Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. That would be Bounty Hunter Boba. Yeah. I still find it amazing that um, Star Wars fandom gets so much um, behind this one character with, what, five lines of dialogue in the entire original trilogy? And a really bad death scene. <laughs> yeah. He had, like, a whole seven minutes uh, or something like that of screen time in both of the two movies he was in. Or, no, he was in all three officially, but he still had, like, eight minutes of screen time total between those three movies. Yeah, and he had one of the worst death scenes, worst death scenes out of everyone. He got a good scream out of it. Yeah, <laughs> nothing like being killed by mistake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the most yeah. powerful top bounty hunter in the galaxy killed by oops. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So, so what do we say then? Mandalorian? Not Mandalorian? I say not. I say yes in general. Depending think, on how you look at it, you could say he could be or he could, you know what I mean? Jingo maybe, but not Boba Fett. Excuse me. <laughs> of course, I've still, it's the same sound twice. Why? So, Boba Fett! Boba Fett! Where? So this is the, this may be the first fact that we put on as the um, Wookiee radio cannon. <laughs> we got actual cannon. We got legends. Now we have Wookiee cannon. <laughs> Bounty hunters. So, we don't need that scum. I don't need him to be Mandalorian, so it doesn't matter either way to me. But yeah, with Derek on that, that uh, Django felt that he was Mandalorian. Boba could care less either way. Right. He's no good to me dead. Well, yeah. That was a reworking of the voice, wasn't it? That was. That was um, Tamir Mortensen doing it, wasn't it? Yep. That's what I thought. Is that one actually out of the current version of Empire? Yes. Okay. Yeah, when they redid it. Yeah. Now, did um, I don't remember. Did did they use Jeremy Bullock's voice originally, or who did they use for the voice? Uh, I don't remember who the original voice actor was. It's not Jeremy Bullock. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Uh, I mean, he only had a couple of lines of dialogue anyway, but. Yeah, check, uh, check Wikipedia, see if they list his voice. 
It's a blaster. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. Yeah, these are all Team News voices. As you wish. See, those are Django's blasters, not Oba's. Mm-hmm. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. Boba Fett! Let's see here. Just checking my other sound effects. Yeah. Okay, well, behind the voice actors has a whole list. I'm going. I'm trying to go back as far as I can, see who is the voice of Boba Fett. Uh, Jason Wintergreen, it says here. Okay. Hmm. Or Empire. Uh, who do they have as, where's Return of the Jedi? Oh, no, he never talks in Return of the Jedi. Nope. Yeah, not once. Then in um, the holiday special, and also in the droids um, cartoon, it was Don Franks. The same car- the same actor played the voice in both hmm. the holiday special and droids. I didn't know Boba Fett was in droids. I gotta watch droids. I saw every episode of Ewoks. Droids for some reason was just too far out there for some reason. Yeah, I don't know if it was the animation style with the round with the droids being all bendy and stuff or what. I didn't mind it. I just I think droids got to be almost too complicated of a plot line for that age as compared to Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> Ewoks, the new Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Ewoks was an awesome cartoon, I thought. Yeah. Could have also been when they came out because um, droids, the storyline may have been a little bit past where I was trying to, because I, I was like 10 when they both when each of those came out. Or no, wait, what year did they come out? Was it 84 or 86? About the same time. Yeah. the first, Well, the first season of both, then Ewoks got a second season. 85 to 86 was droids. Okay, so I was like 9, 10. So Ewoks got hit good. That was perfect. But droids, there was just something about it that didn't catch me. See, I was 15, and I I still struggled with it. I was 12. I think I just, because it was the droids, I don't think I was that overly involved in the plot. Yeah, it, it just didn't seem like anything that was worth getting delving into. Yeah, it could have been if I remember. I'm trying to remember what I was seeing back then. It could have been I saw the first episode and it's like, wait a minute, this doesn't seem like it's actually they're in the Star Wars world still. Which was weird because Ewoks, there was no way that now that looking back at it, there's no way that had any that was in canon either. But. Right. I was able to accept Ewoks as part of Star Wars. For me, it was all we had for Star Wars, so I yeah, that's I watched it. I mean, that's I, it. I watched them. Ewoks, I have more of a memory of than I do droids. Yeah, it could have also been I had two sisters, so Saturday morning TV time was all about scheduling. Mm. <laughs> so I may have had to, um, I may have had to give up the droids hour half hour by watching Ewoks because they would watch that also. Well, you, they were on. Like one right after the other. Yeah, but I don't know what was on the other channels opposite those. Right, right. that's true. <laughs> that is yeah, true. Yeah, was, just, we just have to plan our whole Saturday out. Uh huh. Wanted to watch. Do you guys remember the um, Saturday morning cartoon previews they would have out in like August yeah. or September? Oh yeah. Like the week. I was just talking about that on Keepers of the Fringe. <laughs> lo- remember they had? I remember they had one with Wolfman Jack on. Yep. Yeah. It's I remember. Um, oh, there was a cut. Couple of them because the Saturday morning cartoons were amazing back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, but um, then it was just a matter of then uh, on Sunday you get the TV guide and me and my sisters would sit down. Okay, on Saturday morning this is what we're gonna do. You watch that. Then we're gonna switch to this, and then we can go watch that. And then <laughs> that's what well, I did with my sister. Wheeling the deal to figure out what you to make sure there's certain shows you have to watch. 
We, mm-hmm. we always we always waited for the the TV Guide Saturday morning cartoon issue. Yeah, you know, it had the whole roadmap of here's what's on uh, the whole breakout of you know showed the whole chart of here's everything, and we sit there with a highlighter or with a pen circling the shows we wanted. I don't remember the Saturday morning cartoon issue. And it was it was fun trying to figure this out when there was three networks. When Fox added a fourth one, then it got really complicated. Yeah, it did. Mm. Yeah, it did. And all the anybody out there who's not old enough to remember Saturday morning cartoons has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> this is true, and I feel bad for you. This is true. I know. Well, you know how bad when I wake up on Saturday mornings now, I'm like, I wish I could just flip to one channel that actually had Saturday morning style Saturday morning cartoons. I know, right? E- even Cartoon Network doesn't have Saturday morning style not, cartoons. Yeah, it's not the- and they did when they had the, the DC Super Hour. Yeah. With Young Justice and Green Lantern and then go Batman. I mean, when they had all that, I mean, it you was close. You can still watch those back to back now. You have to have DC Universe, though. <laughs> True. I'm almost finished with Young Justice. Oh, it's amazing. Outsiders is turning out to be a lot better than I expected. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm, I, and I had a high expectations for it as it is. Uh, the first yeah. 13 episodes were great. I'm like, how are they going to finish this off? And I'm digging how they're doing it. And they got they went way off the deep end into some like really deep stuff. Yeah, they did. Well, Disney Definitely Plus, not Cartoon Network anymore. Disney Plus has has kind of killed any chance of me ever getting the DC service. You guys see Titans though, season two. Titan season two is amazing. I haven't seen season one. Well, season two is where season one should have been. <laughs> anyway, back but, Virgin. Back to Star Wars. Uh, speaking yeah. of season two, thank you for the segue. Um, Mandalorian has already begun work on their season two. Excellent. So that makes sense. I already know they got renewed. Oh yeah. I mean, I think it was already renewed before episode one was even filmed. Mm. Um, no, I think they got finished with it. They, Disney looked at it and said, "Oh, we got something here." Yeah, that that could be too. Um, now, a video from Making Star Wars uh, website, Making Star Wars, describes a new set looking like Tatooine from the distance. Also, there seems to be an a chicken walker in the vicinity. Um, which also coincides with some promotional material around season one. Now, some confusion first while filming uh, was whether the Eternals or possibly the Obi-Wan series was filming, uh, but instead it's actually the second season of Mandalorian. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little early for um, – they've not started on the Eternals yet as far as I know, and it's still way early for Bo- for Obi-Wan because they've not even started – I don't even know if they're done writing it yet. Yeah, it's true. Uh, now, Favreau says the Mandalorian could find a way to unite all corners of the saga and will greatly appease um, the majority of, of fans. Uh, characters who have been limited to Legends will also see a, another opportunity to find the spotlight. Um, Favreau can't stop teasing Easter eggs, and that's going to cause all those fans to go nuts hunting for some potential mm-hmm. deep cuts. Mm-hmm. There's going to be watching the show at regular speed and then stopping that episode and watching it at quarter speed just to find all the Easter eggs. Yeah. So there goes two hours, three hours down the drain for one episode. Um, well, I got my friend who was in the show, so I was like, I'm going to have to be calling her on the episode she was in. I was like, OK, what did I miss? What did you see on set that we did? <laughs> um, so to, but to continue on, Pedro Pascal thought he was playing Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. <laughs> 
Surprise. Um, could you imagine Gomer Pyle as, as a Mandalorian or Boba Fett? No. Surprise, surprise, surprise. He's not worth anything to me, Dad. No. <laughs> okay, I'll take the I'll take the low groans. Um, the funny thing is, I didn't hear any difference in the accent. <laughs> listen here, Momo. <laughs> um, so when so Pedro was saying when he was invited to speak with John Favreau about a potential project that would eventually become Mandalorian, he was excited. He saw images of the title of their character and thought, "Oh." I'm going to be Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, so could you, uh, so you, he, he's, he's got this quote. He's like, um, I wanted to meet John Favreau. I didn't care what he wanted me to do. So we met in John's office, which was covered with story illustrations from the show. So I noticed the Mandalorian, a Boba Fett looking character. Immediately, I thought to myself, oh, it's amazing. They're finally going to get the get into this character. John talked about the story, visuals, and tone. I thought it was amazing and finally asked, well, who am I? I'm pointing different characters, creatures, and aliens in the concept art. John just looked at me and said, you're the Mandalorian. Uh, so he continues on by saying, I was like, what? I get to play Boba Fett? He said, no, <laughs> he's not Boba Fett. He's the Mandalorian. I couldn't have imagined a better moment. Uh, apparently, he was not the only person confused, as there have been rumblings of production featuring Boba Fett for many years. So the new series isn't going to get that famous bounty hunter anytime soon. Um, but, you know, of course, Favreau was teased when he was asked about Thrawn and Amara Jade, because I don't want to talk about anything that may be fun for people to discover. We do have conversations. Part of what's fun is to see if we can merge worlds, the original trilogy, the prequels, sequels, the Clone Wars, and what's been what's been considered canon up to this point and what's been considered part of legends. I think the show offers an opportunity to bring all those elements. So no matter what your flavor of star Wars ice cream, you like, I like carbonite freeze. Thank you. Um, there will be something to enjoy, but you're asking the right questions. So I'm guessing he actually is an actual Mandalorian. <laughs> Apparently Pedro is an actual Mandalorian. So, and I'm kind of noticing something too, like with Django and and uh, Boba's helmets from the T-bar back. It's kind of got that concaveness to the helmet to the front. Whereas if you look at some of the others, like the Death Watch, like Bo-Katan, like Sabines, like uh, some of the others, there is no con. You know, even looking at at the Mandalorians, there is no concaveness to the helmet in the front cheek area. Hmm. Or am I delusional on this? I'd have to see him the comparison. Well, if y'all want to check for comparison, I will go on to the next story. Who wants a holiday special? Yeah. <laughs> I have it downstairs on my shelf. Oh, wait. No, John Favreau wants to make a new Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> Touchy subject. I happen to like it. It's kind of, it's weird, but it's kind of cool. And creepy at the same time in places. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's some definitely of what, seven. what was that, Derek? Said some of what you said is correct. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it's not as creepy as the Banana Splits movie. Mm. That's going to be cool. <laughs> yeah. Keep thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while speaking with Entertainment Tonight at the Saturn Awards this past weekend, uh, Favreau explained that he wants Disney Plus to let him tackle the... Um, the big elephant in the room when it comes to Star Wars, because I would love to do someday, maybe on Disney Plus, a holiday special too. 
Wouldn't that be wonderful? I got to pitch that to him. We'll see. If you want to see a holiday special, let Disney Plus know. What, like a sequel? I'm thinking he may be thinking about re- revamping it completely. Oh, why not just do one every year? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Make it a tradition for Life Day. <laughs> That's right. Um, so they could explore every holiday in in all the different planets in the galaxy. True. Um, so he goes. You now, Kasdan wrote, wrote on Twitter. Did several versions of this. I like references to the holiday special and tried and failed to get more in. <laughs> One of the frustrating things about making a Star Wars movie is that you don't get to preview a full audience like movies and you don't get to test jokes the way you'd like. <laughs> so maybe there is a hope of a revival. Possibly. Well, we did get one reference into canon. The rifle that the Mandalorian oh. has, Boba Fett's rifle. Yeah. From the holiday special, so. Yep. I don't know how Kasdan did not get any in there, but Favreau did. Unless Favreau's is one that could just slip, they could put in there and not have to acknowledge the holiday special by having it. True. Whereas Kasdan, it would direct references to things that happened in it. Right. This is true. This is true. Because it's just, it's just a rifle. Yeah, it's based on that design, but we've seen in the Clone Wars and other things all kinds of stuff that's come from the um, Ralph McQuarrie's first designs that yeah. never made it into the movie the way it was, but were used later. Well, and I so. think that that's one of the things that's great about the sequel trilogy too is we're getting what was meant to be the the original looks for stuff in the original trilogy of McQuarrie sketches is now yeah. being turned into stuff for the the sequel trilogy, like the new X Wings. Yeah. Which were, of course, had been modified into the X-Wings we know now. Yeah. I'm wondering if Kazan wasn't referencing things like Life Day or um, like Chewbacca's family and stuff like that. So that they did not want to officially make canon yet. Could be. Possible. So let's... Things the way Kashyyyk works. works. Yeah. So maybe we see Lumpy in The Rise of Skywalker and he's holding his grandkid. (laughs) That'd be cool. So, um, speaking of that... How about a solo spinoff story coming to Disney Plus? Haven't we said we kind of wanted something like this anyway? We've talked about that here. Well, apparently now there is uh, a lot of speculation that due to the lack of the film's success, they're holding off on more standalone films, but there's a chance to see more of the solo cast, uh, especially since there's the hashtag make solo to happen has been tra- trending off and on this whole year. Um, but apparently there's a rumor that a solo spinoff is coming to Disney+. Plus. Well, this goes with the re- rumor of... Um, there's rumors of a possible Darth Maul series in the works also, yeah. which would fight into this. And right. um, we've talked about this before. Like you said, the, uh, Disney Plus would be the perfect place to flesh out that section of the galaxy or the timeline. Oh, yeah. That, right. Or Rebels um, after Clone Wars and just where what's going on in the criminal side. We know what the Empire is doing. We know that the rebellion is slowly working in individual cells and building. Now let's see what's happening on the scum and villainy side. What's going on with Crimson Dawn, with the Huts, with all these other organizations? Right, right. Wasn't well, it? Dawn? Go ahead. What Boba Fett's um, organization was it? Crimson Dawn. Fat? Dryden Voss. No, um, sorry, Darth Maul. Dryden Voss's group wasn't it? Crimson Dawn. Yes. Okay, yeah. a little bit. I gotta watch Solo again. 
Oh, yeah, uh, it's right in front of me. Now, Conrad writes, we'll probably not see a sequel or continuation of Han's story. Uh, of Han's story. Uh, Conrad, this is Jeremy Conrad, uh, which I have no clue who he is. Oh, he's of StarWarsUnity.com. So of this rumor, he goes, I've heard a rumor that some kind of spinoff set after the events of the movie is being developed as a Disney Plus series. It probably wouldn't be about Han, Chewie, Orlando. Some kind of underworld series dealing with Crimson Dawn and other scoundrels sounds most likely. Again, kind of what we talked about, what we've brought up before. You know what? They may actually be able to rework some scripts that happen to be sitting on the shelf for something like this. Yeah. Because wasn't... 13 supposed to be about the underworld and things except for his all on Coruscant? Supposedly there are 50 scripts written for a show called Star Wars Underworld. So why don't we go through there? Oh yeah, 1313 was the video game, but Underworld was yeah. basically the key version of that. But you go through, rework those scripts, change some of the locations, but keep the stories. Right. You know? Have an underworld show about Crimson Dawn and these guys. Yeah, change up some details, and you got the say. You got it. Yeah, you don't have to pay anybody to write completely brand new scripts. Right. Um, now, some of the other Twitter responses back to this is, "Hell yeah, give me that Crimson Dawn show with Kira and Maul." They have to explain how Maul lost his criminal empire and got stuck on Malachor. Another person wrote, "I really hope it's the Crimson Dawn Maul show." Um, someone else says solo should have been a series all along. Great cast. The film is underappreciated. Would totally make a fun show. I can agree with that too. Yeah, yeah definitely. I see if, if we get solo in another movie, I don't think he needs a series, but a movie where he starts working his way up in the smuggling and actually, um, meets, J uh, Jabba for the first time. Yeah. Doing runs for Jabba and finishes on some bit, do another heist movie. But have the heist be for Java. Right. right. In a sequel or something, you could actually have the point where he had to drop a load and uh, Java puts a price as it's coming. Oh, sorry, wrong load. <laughs> Like I said, I was wondering if someone was going to jump in on that. I was thinking it, it but I didn't say it. I decided to hold back. So that that you could do as a movie, definitely. Well, yeah, I, I still kind of want to see the that crew though do a do a even if it's just one season, a maybe a solo series as well. Well, that could still happen. Yeah. Why not go reverse? They've had the movie to introduce this timeline this part of the timeline and now like clone wars yeah we had attack of the clones and we had the clone wars cartoon why not do a clone wars-esque like live action series to talk about the different adventures of han solo how he meets sana how he meets afra for the first time how he meets jabba how he gets some of these other missions to see this supposed relationship between him and Boba Fett, it's been That's actually, We keep saying that, everybody keeps saying, but I keep spouting here and stuff. There's never been anything written down or on screen anywhere that says that J Boba and Han have ever met before Boba looks for him. Right. That's complete fan theory. I'm not saying it's wrong, but... Hey, it's a theory, it's a theory that Jeremy Bullock anything. even sticks with. Yeah. Yeah, but there is no actual evidence. Oh, yeah. of, oh, no yeah. evidence of anywhere. Not even in the old books. The old EU didn't even um, have anything about it, as far as I know. Time to make make a change. Yeah. No, the problem, the, what could end up being a problem, though, 
does you gotta think does fleshing out han's backstory even more remove some of the mystery of what of who han is and the allure of him being this just lovable scoundrel that we really don't know much about his background just like remember people flipped out because the prequels gave you so much of where boba fett comes from and all of a sudden it's not a mystery anymore it's not a mystery who's underneath that helmet we know what it, what he looks like underneath the helmet we know um where he comes from and is it I mean, a lot of people really love that, but there's a lot of people that all, all of a sudden it's like, well, he's no longer the man of mystery. Do we want to do that with Han Solo and give you more and more of his actual story? Ah, but again, we still don't know because could it have been someone that Boba Fett was actually killed and someone took his armor and took his name and reputation yeah. and it's continued on? Yes. To the Boba Fett do- that we see in, in the original ser- trilogy. But going to Han Solo, it's uh, there's no way to say that because you see his face the entire time. So do you remove the mystery and now he's no longer this awesome scoundrel that no one knows anything about? He's now we know every bit about everything about this character, and you also run the risk of all of a sudden people being disappointed by what they saw because it's never going to live up to their headcanon. Right. Yeah. Now, some characters, Leia, we know her entire story. We know who she is, where she comes from. We knew that pretty much from the beginning, where she'd been raised, how that all worked. Luke, we know his whole story. We know who they are. The Skywalkers, we know they're, who they are, where they come from, and what they're all about. But Star Wars, the, you got to look at the characters that people really have gravitated through to through the entire saga, the characters that we really don't know much about. So people are able to fill in that backstory. Yeah. We love to do that. So do we really want them to make it official? I don't know. That was that was what they did great with Solo, a Star Wars story, was the stuff that they put in there and made official was stuff we already knew. Right. We knew. I mean, it wasn't officially official, but we knew he at one point had gone through the Imperial Academy. We knew he made the Kessel Run. We knew he saved Chewbacca. That's what happened in the movie. They didn't give us anything that we didn't already know. They just said, okay, this is how it actually happened. Yeah, but why could, the facts. This why, is how it happened. Why couldn't we take some of the stories from the from Legends? Even if they took place after, why couldn't they be reworked and re- sort of like the like with Thrawn? Why couldn't they be reworked and put pre A New Hope to create a potential series from that or another movie based on those stories, but just Possibly. reworked into the the earlier timeline? I, they could. So, do. so I mean, you're it, not. It, so it, in, in in a lot of reality, you're not creating new things. You're reworking stories that. People may know by presenting them in a new light, in a new timeline. That's possibly. Just, That's, to, just to bring them into canon. That's possible. Or like you were saying earlier, or at, do the stories that we know are there, like Afra, like Sana, and some of these other ones that are officially canon right now, and bring something that's a little off of shoots from those. Right. Yeah. Right. Do, do whatever you can to try to not remove the mystery, but still give you something. That's why I right. think uh, a movie, another movie might be good. I don't I don't know, think I want to see a solo series. I don't want to see Han and Chewie palling around the galaxy in the Millennium Falcon. I, I don't think I want to see it as just them. Let them bring on a crew, so to speak. Yeah. Make, the, make them almost a Star Wars version of Firefly, mm. sort of. That's where you bring in Sana. Maybe bring in Afra for a little bit. See, I almost would like to see um, them uh, kind of like what they're doing with Mandalorian, where it's something you know, but it's brand new characters. Do something like that. Do a smuggler's crew, a Firefly-style smuggler show, 
but new characters. That works too. Expand galaxy oh, instead yeah. of because a lot of times if you do solo, you're staying where you're at. Right. It's kind of a small galaxy. This is a huge galaxy. Right. Let's go to a different area of the galaxy that we've not seen before. True. And get a brand new crew, kind of like what we've done with the um, with Rebels and with Resistance. True. Now, did you guys know there was a mystery to Star Wars? Which one? There's many mysteries to Star Wars. Well, we're going back to the original film. Who was the stormtrooper who famously banged his head in one of cinema's most famous bloopers? I know, I know, I know. He was stormtrooper number three. Well, fans are apparently going to learn which of the three men who all claim to have been the unfortunate extra um, and which of them is lying, misremembering, or most likely um, might have done it but wasn't caught on film. Uh, there's a trailer for the film, um, and it's, it's called the film's called The Empire Strikes Door. <laughs> and it's a documentary trying to track down who this is. The film will include a number of celebrity cameos and a quote-unquote jury to appraise the men's claims. And this will include Kevin Smith and Greg Grunberg as well. See, I love the show that they had on uh, AMC that they did. Uh, not comic book men. Oh, I can't think of it. It was like Geeked Out or something like that. I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it was called. It was a great series. Um... Now I'm distracted to find it. Geeking Out is what it was called. I was close. It's called Geeking Out. Only ran one season. Oh, well. Um, but, uh, of course, there's going to be a, a number of others. Smith, uh, in, in his typical self, brings some energy to the trailer, which, with his enthusiasm about discovering the truth, um, really helps make this seem interesting. Um Per the description on Indiegogo, The Empire Strikes Door is a fun mini-documentary, 30 minutes plus, which aims to solve a Star Wars mystery. We know who Luke's father is. We know who sold the Death Star plans. We know who shot first. Only shot, thank you. Um, what we don't know is the identity of the stormtrooper who cracked his skull against a Death Star door and one of cinema's most famous bloopers. I wanted to track him down, relive his memories of that fateful day, it sounded simple until I actually started looking. It wasn't that I couldn't find him. It's that I kept finding more of him. Now I have three suspects and no idea who to trust. <laughs> so, uh, of the of the men, actor Laurie Good released a single on iTunes in 2016 titled Who Was the Stormtrooper Who Banged His Head? and spoke with Hollywood Reporter about his taunt uh, on the film the, the following year. So... Uh, this sounds intriguing. Yeah. Something I never thought about, but, uh, now it makes me want to go, okay. <laughs> this is cool. And apparently Lucas Animation gets a new Star Wars themed logo. Uh, this Lucasfilm Animation has delivered audiences compelling stories in the series like Clone Wars and Rebels. And the studio is now embracing the spirit. By incorporating a helmet of a clone trooper into its official logo. Oh, yeah. So the O in animation is now a clone trooper helmet. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of like that. Now, from StarWars.com, you're going to say, but y'all have covered this already. We've covered other people talking about it. Now we're getting from 
to celebrate National Video Game Day, which was this past September 12th, this is Star Wars coming out with their top 10 list of essential Star Wars games you could play right now. That's Number, one of the major differences. These are games that are actually you can get right now to play. Right. So I'm going to start from the bottom and go up. Number 10, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. I got to play this game. I have it on my Xbox, I believe. Uh, it, it's a, It'll be available in a few days on Nintendo Switch. Um, if not, you can play it on GOG.com or Steam. I believe you can also get it on Origin, EA's Origin. Um, I believe they have it on Xbox One now also as a backwards compatible. The uh, So the, this was a fun game. Uh, you're, this was, was awesome. You're, you're playing Kyle Katarn, uh, and this is your chance to unearth. Uh, now, it's not really a shooter game, but it's a great Jedi storytelling game. It's a great sandbox game. So it's got you know a bunch of force powers, puzzles, and great lightsaber lightsaber action as well. Uh, number nine, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Ah oh, yes, I enjoyed Force Unleashed. Yeah, I liked it. It wasn't perfect. But... I got it started. I got to finish it. Um, one of the th- cool things I liked about it is you were able to customize your outfit and your saber, and of course your abilities. Yeah. Um, this one is thing a... this did uh, that took on from um, a lot of Star Wars games through this time was the ability to either go light or dark depending on how you played. Yeah, right. I think that was one of the major things. It wasn't that originally introduced to Kotor, the original Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Yep. And then they'd use it in this. They use it in a couple of other games. So, you're um, if you actually were playing more dark and closer to like an evil side, your dark side powers get stronger, and it's harder to use light side powers. Or the opposite. If you're playing good in um, Jedi style, you it's a lot harder to use dark side powers. It, it also with Force Unleashed, it also decide decide how your in battle went as well. Yeah. So uh, you can still you can get this on GOG.com or Steam or Origin or Xbox One. Uh, Star Wars Pinball. I have a few of these tables on my phone. Um, it's by Zen Studios. They have a bunch of different theme packs. Uh, apparently 19 different Star Wars packs or Star Wars tables to choose from. Uh, you could play this on PlayStation 4, Steam, Xbox One. Uh, I don't know if it's still playable or still able to be downloaded on mobile, but I know it's still playable on, on my phone. Or I think it is. Let me pull it out and look. And my Star Wars folder. Yep, still there. It's in pinball, still available. Or it's I'm still, looking it up. still playable. I had it. Um, checking my app store. Zim Pinball still available to get on the Apple Apple App Store. Yeah, it's available on um, Android also. So I mean, it, it's fun to play. the the um, The animated shows are are amazing. Or the the little vignettes are amazing while you're playing. And it's so cool too, where they recreate like some of the scenes on the monochrome amber and black pinball screen. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so yeah, that's number eight. Number seven, Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire. I love Shadows of the Empire. Um, this is it's got tough boss battles uh, in which you play against the likes of IG eighty eight and Boba Fett. Um, and if it gets too, and if they get to be too much for you, just open up a new save file and enter the cheat code. Our testers rock as your name. <laughs> then you'll have access to all the game missions and crouching for 15 seconds to grant you full health. 
max ammo and a burst of invisibility long enough for you to gain the upper hand. This is available also on GOG, Steam, Origins as well. This is another one of those games, that, like I said before, a lot of the 90s games, because they put out a lot of games in the 90s, early 2000s, that yeah. could do with um, a rework and a re-release. Oh, yeah. Update the graphics. You don't have to change the game much. Just update the graphics and re-release it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, People would keep playing it. Coming in at number six, Star Wars Battlefront 2. I finally completed the first campaign. Good. Did you like it? I did. Interesting twist at the end. And I'm like, okay, so this is how they're going to set up the second second campaign. Uh-huh. It's much shorter, the second one, but it's still... I can't wait. I think that looking at it, once you get to the end of the second campaign, I think there will be a third one I after so. Rise of Walker. We can only hope. So this is a game, I think one of the... Um, probably the best games to age that they've made for Star Wars. Because this game, with age, has gotten a lot better, and people are actually finding it now and still finding it, and they're still adding things to it. I just saw a headline today that they're adding a new planet with whatever the next update is. Well, that's cool. So they're still updating this game, even though it came out, what, 2017? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully it's not a planet that's going to be a uh, spoiler for Rise of Skywalker. I just hope it's um, not in the uh, Republic era. Uh, Actually. Give us some Rebellion era or into the sequel era. Actually, um, expect new modes, a massive multiplayer map set on the planet of Felucia. Hmm. So I think that's the new planet coming. Yeah, it sounds like it's another one for capital supremacy. Um, and a whole new slate of content inspired by the upcoming Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So that'll be out after December. Yep. Mm. Uh, jump into X-Wing and blow something up. Night your blade as Rey, Kylo Ren, or the rest of your favorites in new improved heroes versus villains mode or experience. Eden versus incredible story in the single player campaign, which I, I, oh, I so much want to see her in the movies in, in Rise of Skywalker. There's a chance in that one. Yeah, I would love to see her involved. Uh, number five. I hire the same actress. What's that? They can hire the same actress to play her. Sure, they could they could age her if need be. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five. And I love this game so much, especially now that they've been added to Battlefront 2, which is great. Star Wars Republic Commando. Uh, Republic Commando was a bold and brilliant shooter centered around uh, the use of your entire four-trooper squad. It's a gritty tale of war that manages to stay intimate in scope and begins right at zero hour on the planet of Geonosis. Uh, you can get this on GOG, Steam, Xbox One, and Origins. And this was such a fun game. I have, uh, oh, what's her name? Jesse, I can't think of her last name, but she did a bunch of Mandalorian chants for, or Mandalorian songs or chants designed for this game that played as, as background music. And they're, they're wonderful tunes. Unfortunately, they're not canon. Uh, number four. I start, I played this for a while, and then now I just drift into it every now and then. Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I started this one, but I think we've talked about this one before. The thing is, I play the DC Legends, which is basically the same game. Mm. So, so I only so, have one so of- is Marvel Strike Force. Yeah. So I just and I've got I've got so much time into the DC Comics one that I don't want to put a lot of time into another one. Yeah. And just takes so long to, to build up characters. Yeah. Which I'm sorry for for an old old man like myself. 
speed up that process, make it a little easier. I want I want to get to the end game a little quicker. You can speed it up. That's why you spend money on it. Yeah, I'm not spending money on it. It's mm. a mobile game. That's the whole point. I'm not mm. spending money on it. Uh, every Star Wars fan should install this epic role-playing game. Whether you want a rich, grand, smooth, turn-based combat or just want to collect your favorite characters from all eras, this is simply one of the most satisfying games available on your smartphone or tablet. Mind you, just to collect your favorite characters takes a while unless you spend money. Uh, through special-themed events, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes continues to expand its offerings with new heroes and familiar worlds to explore, uh, including many inspired by KOTOR and other Legends content. Uh, number three, Star Wars Episode One: Racer. Oh, this was an amazing game. Yeah, it was. This may have been one of the best, one of the best Star Wars arcade games ever, especially if you got one of the ones that was linked with two or three of them side by side. Yeah, and they all looked like, if you got the sit-down version, not the stand-up cabinet, yeah. but the sit-down where you're actually in, the only sad part is if you had two or three linked together, they all looked like Anakin's pod, what you sat in. But yeah. this, this one's actually the N64 game, which I loved. Yeah. Well, it was also available on PC at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it puts you into your, the cockpit of your favorite pod racer, whether it was Anakin or Gascano or Sebula um, or Sebulba. Uh, it, it was pretty It was pretty slick. Uh, you could get it on GOG, Steam, or on Origins right now. Um, I don't know if I have it yet on Origins. Uh, number two, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. Number two, the Sith Lords. Ah, uh, yes. It is the sequel to KOTAR. Um, and it follows the exiled former Jedi on the run from the monstrous Sith. Uh, it takes place 4,000 years before the dawn of the Galactic Empire, which I hope is where, um, uh, Benioff, is it Benioff and Weiss? Yes. I hope this is the time period they focus on. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, it features some of the best dialogue in any Star Wars game, and it lets you fight your way through dungeons with all the strength of a Jedi Master, which is great. It's available yeah. uh, on the App Store, uh, GOG, Steam, Xbox One, uh, Origins, EA Origins also has it. And then finally... Uh, well, hang on. I think I would have put um, the original KOTOR on here before that myself. Because if I remember right, this KOTOR 2 was shorter. And it, even um, newer versions of it are still glitchy a little bit. Yeah. I know the, uh, the the PC version of it was glitchy no matter even after they put it out and have patched it a couple times. Yeah. Well, is like, the first KOTOR available, though? Yes, yeah, that's, on Origins. Uh, it's, yeah, I know it's on uh, the App Store also. You can actually play it on mobile now, hmm. the original. Be easier to play on tablet than phone, but yeah. uh, it is available on EA Origins as well. Almost all of these games that are non-mobile are available on EA Origins, even though they don't list it. Yeah. Uh, number one, <clears throat> Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, which is one that I've missed. Yeah, I need to get that one. I have not played this one. I didn't know it existed. I knew it existed, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah. I th this one should have just said Lego Star Wars. The entire <laughs> All of these games were great. Yes. They're great to just pick up, play a little bit, and put it back down. Uh, multiplayer on these are always a blast. You just walk around smashing everything. Yep. Uh, for <laughs> Any <me> in general. 
From the victory at Endor to Ray's arrival on the sacred island of Octu, this charming, cheeky journey through the biggest thrills of Star Wars The Force Awakens is a must-play for fans. Uh, Ray, Finn, Bo- Poe Dameron, Kylo Ren, and BB-8. Uh, featuring the voiceover performances straight out of the film, innovative logo, brick-building puzzles, and dazzling set pieces is the perfect way to get ready for next year's Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. It's available on the App Store, Google Play, Nintendo 3D, PC, PlayStation 4, X, and Xbox One. So basically saying it's available everywhere video games are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember seeing this on EA Origins. They have quite a few Lego stuff as well. I was going to say, does EA run Lego stuff? Yeah, they have. I don't have it pulled up right now. I know they got some of the older games because I've got, I've got like the Marvel games. I know they've got the Batman games. So um, now... Straight from the Jedi archives. How about books that are coming out uh, next week? We got the Star Wars character encyclopedia. It's a new edition coming out on Tuesday. Uh, it's going to have new characters from Rogue One uh, and The Last Jedi and Star Wars, a Star Wars story. Or Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, the other one works too, right? Uh, number coming out on Wednesday, the 25th. We got Star Wars number 72, Rebels and Rogues. Uh, this is part five of the arc. And of course, three more issues left of this particular run of this title. Oh, yeah. Uh, Age of Resistance, Kylo Ren, number one. Which this is going to be a great, good, great book to pick up as well. Mm. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple number two and Target Vader number three, which is a six part mini. So all that's coming out. I'm excited. Cool. For that. So, uh, any final thoughts, guys? Nope, I got nothing. I didn't have anything. Actually, I do have something. Heroes and Villains just introduced today Star Wars Helmet Umbrellas. <laughs> There's a Rebel pilot, basically Luke's, and Boba Fett's helmet. Nice. I just looked at Heroes and Villains. I didn't see that. Did it, it wasn't on the other open page. Uh, it is there. They're there now. Um, where is it going to be? If you go to Accessories and then click Umbrellas. Ah, the umbrellas are running $32, but they're great because they come down over you as well. Some, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Well, once again, it's the only criticism I have ever had about them is their prices are a little on the high side. Mm. Yeah. But you know, use the code. Yeah. Smugglers and you get 15% off. So you got that to look forward to, but they've got some great stuff. You can't, you can't go wrong with any of their stuff. And, and we're talking too. Yes, they, this is the, they're from the same company who brings a you know BioWorld who brings us all the other licensed stuff, including other Star Wars stuff as well. This is more the high dollar Star Wars stuff. This is, this is the stuff that tends to be more uh, online exclusive. Yeah. So. Oh, I just clicked on. I'm on Heroes Villains, and they actually they have on sale right now. They have um, a bunch of the jackets, the Endor Rebel Commando jacket that I have. They have forty two dollars right now instead of seventy. Oh, that's cool. The Endor Scout Trooper Bomber jacket, the um, gold foil looking one. Is it down to sixty? The Leia, the Leia Endor women's bomber jackets at sixty, and the um, Endor women's jean jacket is down to sixty. So yeah. those are almost percent off already. Why don't you get your discount on top of that? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. They're almost fifty percent off. Then you put the discount on there, you get it for yep. less. Yep, 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 yep. Any other final thoughts? A second time. Well, again, congratulations to Rocco on winning the contest. 
Uh, I uh, congratulations again. Some great stuff coming your way. Uh, can't wait to to see you get it and and see if uh, see what you think of it. And other- post pictures of your prize package yes. and tag in it. Yes, we got hashtag Wookie Radio or something, so we can see it and we can post it on all of our media too. Well, tag us and do hashtag Wookie Radio as well. So I can't wait to to see your stuff. Yeah, you know, see see you with all the stuff. Um, other than that, if there's nothing else, there's only one thing left to be done. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up. No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. I was once a Jedi Knight, the same as your father.